Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. I'm back and I'm ready to put my foot inside someone's ass. That's how it's done. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! You're listening to Rob and Slim Interviews with Rob. Sports, am I right? And Slim. What about politics? Internet Radio's Finest. Rob and Slim Show. Hi. Hey, William. What's up, dude? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, man. What's going on? I've been watching uh, TV. Yeah, what are you watching? Um, I was watching that Moon Knight series. It's cool. That's cool, cool right? Uh, have you been watching? Yeah, so I, I really thought like you it. were. Yeah. How? Uh, Slim, have yeah. you seen the new episode that came out today? No, I didn't. I saw the one before that, but I haven't seen this new one. Is it good? Oh, it's really good. Cool. What's it about? Uh, the guy's got like crazy dreams. Split personalities. Yeah, there's like two different guys and like kind of like one body pretty much and they try to like control each other. Wow. And they, they, they like fight with each other a lot because they don't really like each other. That sounds crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's really cool. Nice. How many episodes are out? Five. They're, ma- they're still making more though. Are they? What do they release it? Like once a week? Every single Wednesday, they release one. Cool. And what's that on Dis- Disney Plus? Yeah. How many more episodes are there going to be? The, I don't know. It's a it's one of their limited series, so they usually have been doing I think like nine or eight somewhere around there. Yeah. So they cut them off. Cool. Have you watched any of the oh. other Marvel shows on there, William? I'm. I've, I'm going to start watching them. I know they're making a new uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Yeah, that looks cool. Nice. The, I, I think that check. takes that takes place like um just like him between like a New Hope and Revenge of the Sith where he's on like Tatooine and watching after little Luke and stuff. But it, it looks pretty cool. Little Luke, yo. Little, That's what it's little called. Luke. Little Luke's Chronicles. Little Luke, yo. <laughs> but yeah, if you like Moon Knight, William, I would recommend checking out the other Marvel shows. Um, WandaVision is my favorite. And, yeah, uh, I wanted to watch that. Yeah, WandaVision is really good. You gotta stay with it. The first, like, three episodes are really, like, they don't make any sense and you probably won't like them. But if you stick it out, you'll understand it and you'll you'll like it more. Um, and then Hawkeye. Hawkeye is my other favorite one. Wait, they made a series for him? Yeah. Yep. I thought that was a girl. Okay. Well, it's he, oh, yeah, Hawkeye. There you go. Yeah, Hawk, it's, well, it's Hawkeye from the, the movies that Jamie Renner or whatever his name is with the bow and arrow. Oh, the dude. Okay. Yeah, but then he... Oh, Scarlet or someone's the chicks? Scarlet Witch is the one you're thinking about, but in the Hawkeye series, he gets a sidekick that's like a female Hawkeye. She's a female archer or whatever. Kate Bishop. 
She Hawkeye. She Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, Hawkeye and Hawkeye. Oh man. Do you know what this like it's this two hour thirty nine minute thing. It's like called Marvel Eternals. You know what that's about? That's a movie, right? I've been looking at that. Yeah, I I tried watching it. I didn't really I couldn't get into it. Um, maybe you'll like it. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's weird. Are they Greek gods or are they? Kind of, I guess. They're like, they're like the ideals are immortals, right? They've been on the earth forever. They're aliens that, that came to earth and they gave the people like all the like technology that we have. And then at one point they decided to stop intervening and they just stay on the earth. I, I think it's just a kind of a boring and overdone premise. I don't know. I didn't really like it. Have you seen the Shang-Chi movie? That one's cool. Yeah, Is that it? I saw. That one's got a lot of cool like action sequences in it. Is Jackie yeah, Chan in that? I think it's Jackie Chan. Did no, you see it, William? I don't think it's Jackie Chan. Let me see who's in it. Because I think he had something to do with it, though. Because oh, I remember like, I had seen pictures uh, of when it came out. So I don't know if he has something to do with it. Jackie Chan, though. He's not in it? Maybe he helped like no. choreograph it or something because it's like Maybe, really good. I, I, it was like the uh, the opening day or something. They were like all on the red carpet, and I'm pretty sure he was like there. Okay. I think. What's that, William? I'll search it up. Oh, cool! There's a Thor movie coming out this summer, right? Oh, a Thor movie? Yeah, I think I saw it in like July or something. A Thor yeah, it's called uh, Love and Thunder, and it's when he joins the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so yeah we'll have to see that when you and you and are up over the summer, dude. Because I wanted to see Doctor Strange, but that's coming out like next week. Hmm. So that might not be in theaters when you guys come up. So it says that Jackie Chan influenced uh, Chan, oh, whatever it's called again, Shang-Chi. Cool. Okay, so they probably invited him to see the film. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, I remember, like, pictures from the red carpet and all when it was, uh, I remember him being there with them. So that's cool. Uh, nice. Uh, did, William, you got to get glasses? Yeah. That's breaking news. Are you going to get Gucci frames? Oh, yeah. Finest of them all. And the lenses are going to be Gucci, too. Oh, Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. Yeah. Now we'll get the Gucci hairstyle. Does they have a hairstyle? What is it? What is the Gucci hairstyle? They're gonna carve Gucci in my head. They're gonna put the the symbol on the back of my head. Like branded? Like that sounds painful. Hairstyle? I don't think they could do that. Oh, yeah. Do you gotta go out of the country for that? Oh yeah, you have to go to um. Schwandalavia. Yeah. Schwandalavia. They do that down there, That's I think. Schwandalavia. <laughs> Well, I got a game, William, since uh, we played the last two times you were on. We did uh, Generation Z slang. I got a game, a boomer slang. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to win this Boomer one. slang words. And, uh, no, ooh, this. So Slim <laughs> probably has an advantage with the boomer slang. So uh, we're going we're gonna to do this. Uh, so I guess you go first, William. Okay. And then... You guess what the word means, and then Slim guesses what the word means. Uh, so the first okay. word, William, is square. What does square mean? So it's basically four sides. It's four lines that equal the same length. 
that's like what square really is, but that's not in slang what square means. No, back in the day, what that meant, back in my day, uh, it means you're lame. It means wow. like, you know, don't don't be a square, William. Yeah, Slim is like a boomer. <laughs> Slim got a, a point, William. What's that? He said this. What did he say? What? Jesus? William, you there? Yeah. Oh, hey, buddy. What's up? Slim is cheating. <laughs> I'm not cheating. I'm a boomer. He's not. So, all right. The yeah. second. All of you play with the kids like me. <laughs> So the second word, William, is fink, F-I-N-K. What does fink mean? Um, you know, like, when, like, the Titanic hit, like, the iceberg and it, like, sank? Instead of saying sank, it, like, sinks. Like, the Titanic sinks. I want to give you a point for that, but I can't. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Slim, what does fink mean? I actually don't know this. Uh, fink. Fink. Oh, I Does it mean to like quit? Like I'm gonna think it? Nope. No. No. Uh, I don't know. You wanna? Know. An, uh, all right, William. What's what's your next guess? It's where you go to wash your hands and do the dishes. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> no, that's a good one, but it means snitch. Oh. Okay. Like you're a rat, think you're a snitch. I've never heard that in my life. Yeah, because we're not boomers. <laughs> All right, William, this is for you. Snitch. Fink means snitch. All right, this is for you, William. You do know the song that this is from. What does word from the bird mean? <laughs> word from the bird? Yeah. Somebody like... It's like a word from the bird, like, the your manager, like, told something to somebody, and it's like, the bird just said the word. So, like, you know? And the bird is, like, the manager, and, like, the manager's telling you the other little tiny bird look what to do. No, it's not really it, but Slim, word, word, word from the bird is like another way of saying like gossip, like uh, down the grapevine, like it's a word from the bird. No, it's no. not. Yeah, it's right. not. Okay. I sound I so sure about is. that. You know what it is. What, like? is, what is it, William? It's when like you wake up in the morning, you hear the birdies like chirping to each other. Chip, chip. They're all like, they're all like talking to each other. And they're using their words as birds. So. That's a good one too, but no, it means the truth. It means you you told the truth. What? <laughs> I guess I would have known that if I was a boomer, but... Yeah, but you still have one point, what? Boomer Slim. All right, William, the next word is scratch. What does scratch mean? I scratch my nose, but um, so storage scratch... No. Um, what? I didn't even say the definition. I thought you said a bunch of scraps. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't no, say. I Keep going, William. You didn't. You didn't guess yet. Oh no, guess. Take your guess. Uh, huh? Slim, you can go. <laughs> <laughs> He's passing. <laughs> Is scratch kind of like like a, like extra money, like cash, like you got? Some yes, scratch? money. Yeah. Scratch means money. Wow. I was going to say that, you know. 
Uh, yeah, I know you were gonna. You you, you were you, graceful. Were, you you were giving me a head start. You were very humble, and you gave yeah. Slim that one. This one, William. William dropped a dime. What does dropped a dime mean? Well, I've never dropped a dime before, but um, dropped a dime. I'm gonna say it means like you know, like kind of like I said before, like. Spill the beans, like drop the diamonds, like you know, like you were gonna choose somebody. No. No, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. I do know, but uh, it's not like drop a deuce either. So, Slim, what's your what's what's your guess, Slim? Drop a dime. Drop a dime or drop the dime. Drop a dime. Drop a dime. Oh wow, that yeah, I never heard that one. Uh, I'm gonna say it's like you know when you got like um. Like a bunch of quarters in your hand, and then a dime falls out, and you're like, where'd that dime come from? I only have quarters. Well, bro, that's not correct. It, it means made a phone call. Oh, made a phone call. Because pay phones, I guess, cost a dime oh. back in the day. How far back did people say these things? <laughs> this is Before like, my time. Yeah, man. back in the, the 30s. In the, t- in the 30s and 40s. The or whatever. I was alive in the 30s and 40s. Who was? Me. Oh, you're eternal. I never aged. Yeah. What about you? Just hung out with yeah. the cool crowd, so they didn't say things like that. Yeah. William, what does <laughs> what does flip a wig mean? Say that again. Flip a wig. Flip a wig. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's like flip a wig, like put a wig on, like. You know? <laughs> no, but it's a good guess. I want to say flip a wig is like being a traitor, right? Like you flip the wig, like you're you're betraying some someone or something. No, no, it means get mad. Oh, gotcha! Flip a wig. Flip your wig, yo. That's like flipping a lid. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, William. This one is a guess. If you have a gas, what does it mean? If you have a gas? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you have a gas. Um, you're, you put one drop of gas in your car tank. You put 99 cents on pump one. <laughs> no, it's not 99 cents on pump one. Is is it like drawing a blank? Nope. It means you're a. Ah! It means a fun time. You you have oh, a gas. Yeah, gas. It's a fun oh, time, yeah. huh? Get it? Let's a, have a, a gas. What a hey, gas! This game gas. is such a gas. Oh. All right, William. <laughs> William, your word is rap. Rap. Yeah. Yeah. Rap. Oh, rap. Like, what does rap mean? For boomers. Well, I couldn't say music because that wouldn't be boomers. Um, rap like you're wrapping up the Christmas present. Oh, that's a good one, but it's wrong. It's a good guess. How many points does Slim have? Slim has two points. I have two. You have no points. Is it... I have half a point. Remember? <laughs> Is a rap like a? I think it's an alibi, right? Oh. Nope, it means to talk. 
It means oh, to talk. Oh, to have a rap. That's gr- exactly what I just said. Yeah. That's but- what rap is. Just <laughs> oh, well, dude. All right, William, this word is for you. The word is drag. What does drag mean? Drag or grag? Drag. D as in David. R-A-G. D-rag. Drag. Um, huh. Like you're dragging bags? Like into a trash can? <laughs> nope. Slim <What>? ones. <laughs> is it uh, what you call... Uh... What a when a when a when a man is wearing woman's clothes? Oh no, that's very offensive. <laughs> <laughs> it means it's boring. If if you uh-huh. if something's a drag, it's it's boring. That's a drag, man. You see? Ugh. You see, nobody says that. <laughs> yeah, you see, everyone everyone knows what a drag is. You see, that's how they talk back then. <laughs> Really funky back then. Yeah, they were janky over there back then. Alright, I got some (laughs) I got uh I got one for you, William. What does dig mean? Dig. 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 Um you dig. Can you dig it like uh uh like uh let's go with digging in the sand at the beach. No, but the phrase you used was correct. Can you dig it? Can you dig it, brah? Is that what that guy used to say in WWE? Oh, yeah. Well, let's see if Slim knows what dig means. So is it like, um, are you cool with this? <laughs> no. It means do you understand? Ah, uh, gotcha. So I get half a point. Yeah, I'll give you half a point for using the phrase from WWE. Uh, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. No, you're he's still you're winning. It's it's half to two right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. So all you need is another half point, William. Another. Then we tie it. Then we go. Into, then points. we go into the uh, the sudden death round. All right, William, are you ready? He's using his Google. He's using his Google search or serious. That's it, serious. No one's using serious, William. What does the word slacks mean? What are, what are slacks? Um, like when you slack off, like you don't do your job or something, like you're fooling around. No, that's a good guess. See, Boomer Slim knows. Are they are they like dress pants? Yes, pants. Oh my god! Nobody says that. Slim is an, an honorary Boomer. Put your slacks on, William. Yeah. You see? That's the boomerest boomer of all boomers. <laughs> that was booming. He's pretty boomerific, but uh, there's a couple more. Ooh. Uh, what is, uh, what's your bag mean, William? Um, my bag. I'm trying to think, what do the old heads say? My bag. What's your oh, bag, bro? The old heads. <laughs> what's your bag? Uh What's my bag? Um, <laughs> let's go with the, the the money bag. The money of bag that you stole from the bank. That's not a bad uh, uh, guess, but it was wrong, William. Let's see if Slim knows what your bag means. Is that like your uh, your plan? What's your plan? Ah, uh, that's a good guess too. But no, mm. it's what's your problem? 
Oh, what's your bag? Yeah, what's Hard your to... bag, man? What's your bag? Huh? You got a bag? You got a big, pretty big bag over there, huh? <laughs> William! All right, the last one. Are we going to make it five points? Just in case you get it, you would win. We're going to make it. Let's make it. How many points does Slim have? He has three. If, if Slim gets it right or wrong, he gets negative one <laughs> point. If I get it wrong or I get it right, I get plus ten points. Ooh. We can't do that. We can do plus ten if you get it right. Okay, but Slim gets minus 10 if he gets it right. If he No, no. If he gets it right, he gets 10. I don't want if, when they get it right. Well, but it's your guess first. So if you get it right, he doesn't even get a chance. Yeah. Okay. All right. You got a head start. So, William, what does click what? clicker mean? What's a clicker? Um, A clicker? Is that what the old people used to say instead of a mouse? On like a keyboard and a mouse? Or no, no, it's the remote. Yes! Oh, you got it. You got it's it. the remote control. <laughs> you know, yes, William. <laughs> you pulled it off. Ten and a half points for the win. You're trash. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I've learned today, William, is that you're the real boomer. Oh, man. You're... <laughs> Because you got most of the answers correct, so therefore, you are the boomerest boomer. He's, he's more of a sweaty tryhard of a boomer. Yeah, yeah, his forehead has at least 10 pounds of sweat on it right now. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, mad. he's mad. He's mad. Box like a fish. Box, Box like, like a, fish? a fish? What is that? No cat. No kizzy. No kizzy. No, kizzy. no cat. Shit. Bussin'. Boom. It's bussin', bussin'. <laughs> William, you got a PS5, right? Yes. Nice. What, are you, what uh, games did you get? Uh, well, I got MLB. I played Sackboy. I got the games I've downloaded: Minecraft, Fortnite, um, and Overwatch. I think those are the ones that I re-downloaded. Are they ones you had had on the four, or, or? Yeah. Okay. Are they any better on the five, or, or no? Well, graphics and loading speeds are, of course, better. Cool. And the controller, it's more like, like, how do you explain it? Uh, like, say you're playing, like, a racing game or something, you, like, you crash or something, like, or just run over a bumpy road, like, your controller will start, like, vibrating and stuff. Nice. Like, and if you're playing, like, certain games and you click the triggers, it'll, like, have some resistance to it, so that's kind of cool. Cool. Or like there's one it's feature just, it can do if it's like raining in a game, you can feel like pitter patter on the controller, like rain in different spots crazy. on the controller. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. if you play uh I think the PlayStation five comes with um there's a game what is it called? It's a it's like oh, yeah, a yeah, yeah. Astros Playroom. Astros Playroom. You do that and they show you like all the things that the oh. controller can do. And that's like one of them where you can feel like rain, you can feel the difference from like walking in like rough grass, like it's it's really cool what they could do with that. That's cool. Nice. The only thing I don't like about it is the storage. Yeah, I was talking yeah. to someone about that earlier when you told me it doesn't even have, uh, what, a terabyte? Yeah, and my PS4 Slim has a terabyte. That's what I thought. I thought the 4s had, like, at least one on them. 
That's crazy, dude. So, uh, William, what's your uh, what's your TikTok? Is it still or YouTube? Bean Chili Cheese. Yes, the beaniest bean in the wild, wild west. The cheesiest chili beanie beans. And what do you do? You eat beans? No, I'm too cool for beans. I eat Taco Bell. All right, Taco Bell is, is, is some of it's got beans in it though. Yeah, but I. <laughs> I don't order that. Are you I on a Taco Bell food. only diet? Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> What's that mean? Like you only like you eat Taco only Bell. Taco you Bell. won't eat Bre- Breakfast, else. lunch, dinner at the Bell. <laughs> well, when I become a truck driver and I get all the money I want, all I'm going to get is Taco Bell. But what happens when you run out of Taco Bell is like you might have a or run, run out of gas in your truck. Gas, yeah. And you're only at an Arby's. You can't fit a truck through the drive through Got a good point there. Got a good point, William. What are you going to take, though? You're going to get out and go in? Or no, I'm going to take a car. You got to have a little car in the back of the truck just to go through the drive-thru. No, because you can do, like, driving where you do on the, like, out-of-state. And then you can do just local driving where you get to go home every day. Oh, oh, what that's actually something they have. That's pretty cool. Do you want to do local driving? So I can get my Taco Bell. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Gotcha. That's so what I, what I was thinking, since the truck can't fit through the drive-through, you can just park in the parking lot and then have someone door dash you the food. Ooh! Right, so they come out oh to the truck. <laughs> William, we gotta go, dude. Like What's that? Uh, yeah. William. Yeah. Oh yeah, we gotta go. But I thought you were saying something. I didn't want to cut you off. Yeah, you can have you can like pull up to a guy with DoorDash, and you can be like the drive-through window. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta bring it to your truck. Yeah. All right, dude. I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Love bye. you, William. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll be back in a couple minutes with Charles Richardson. Let's get that music back. Charles, you a uh, you a drinker? Yes, Powerade, Diet Pepsi, and water. Very, nice. Very, very heavy drinker there. I like that. I'm uh, I'm drinking a Japanese green tea IPA. Listen, I'm all about Japanese, Chinese, and Asian Asianese, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I gotcha. Charles, oh, oh, I muted Rob. I just wanted to have a conversation with Charles. Charles Richardson <laughs> from the Charles Richardson Show. You are on the Rob and Slim Show. How are you, my friend? What is going on? You know, I kept thinking to myself as I was uh, preparing for this. Uh, for, for this experience is I'm thinking, you know, Slim, if we had had a show, you know, it would be the Fat and Slim show or the Slim and Fat show. Oh. That's that, you know, and, and also, I told my audience as I was making a Facebook post promoting that I was going to be on the Robin Slim show, I was going to ask Slim, is your last name Shady? No, no, it's not. But I have a question, <laughs> that though. That is so, a good question. So in, in the show we do together, my nickname would be Fat and yours would be Slim, right? Yeah, you, you obviously haven't seen me. <laughs> or maybe it could be fat and fatter. I don't know. So it's not fat, though. One of our guests years ago told us usually they call fat people slim. So they were shocked when they finally saw Slim was not a fat guy. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm slimmer. <laughs> I like that. That's a good ring to a slim and slimmer. Good. Slim and so slimmer. What is up, gentlemen? You guys have been doing this for like what eons, and eons. all of a sudden, I, I, I'm to the understanding. I finally get tuned into your show, and 
You're calling it quits? What the hell is that? Yeah, man. It's it's been eight years, eight eight seasons, and it's it's, it's a lot. It's a lot after a while, man. So we're gonna move yeah, on. Thank you. Gonna move. How long have you been doing your show for? Uh, actually, celebrated seven years. Uh, last, uh, actually, April first. April first, I did April Fool's the day show. Uh, seven years ago, under a different title, different uh, cast and crew, and uh, yeah, I wasn't even home to do the seven years show. I was actually out and about and uh, on my little road trip to see my dad up north. Okay, okay. Is that when you saw Matt Connerton? Yes, um, saw him on the Monday celebrating his fifth anniversary show of doing that WMNH. So, wow. Uh, went there. Actually, we, we took a lot of pictures. The one picture, and, I, and Jenny just never wants to send this to me, is Matt sitting on my lap, like I'm Santa Claus, right behind his studio, his, uh, his uh, desk there, right there <sighs> as he's doing the show. And I'm, I'm looking at him like, you know, what do you want for Christmas there, little boy? <laughs> that picture needs never, to be out there. She doesn't send me the it has to be out there but you won't send it to me for whatever reason no because you know who might use that in a in a video wow yeah <laughs> we'll talk about him later <laughs> but your show it's like, it's like the hot topic of every conversation i was listening to dirk don's conversation it's like half the half the half the stuff was about crazy, crazy douchebags crazy. <laughs> God. Jose from Jersey. Jose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, he's uh, I, I he's something else. But uh, your show, though, I feel is kind of on like our level. Like you do comedy, you do news, you you do interviews, you, you do it all. Dude, don't don't insult your show comparing <laughs> to mine. You guys are like on like you no know, on the upper echelon of entertainment, and I'm just getting out of the mud with like you know. With, with, with regular street tires, no go-kart tires. I'm trying to get out of the mud. I don't even have Bigfoot tires. You're on the way up. We're on the way down. We're, we're like the Titanic right yeah, now. Yeah, you're, you're like, the, Charles, you're the new guy on the block. You're off into the sunset. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Goddamn. Goddamn. What has been one of your favorite moments of doing the show, though, Charles? Just the interaction I get with, with all the co-hosts I've had. I started... It, it the, the favorite moment is sitting back here, seven o'clock, punching a button to go live, and, and and that's been the dream of mine since I was thirteen years old. When a thirteen-year-old back in the day, by the way, I was listening to the previous bit. I do know, can you dig it? Is Booker T from WWE? He had, can you dig it, sucker? That's, that's who that thing. was. Okay. Yes. So anyway, but no, it's like thirteen years old. What do you think a thirteen a teenager? would be listening to on the radio. Are we talking about hip-hop? Are we talking about techno music, dance music, or talk radio? Talk? If you answer the first two, you're wrong. Talk radio. Talk radio, yeah. Talk radio. I got my niche from Neil Rogers, who is huge down in Miami, and I caught his show while visiting my grandparents on summer vacation. The guy was outrageous. The guy obviously said words that you can't use any on radio anymore. Yeah. So it literally shocked my grandparents, but they were too scared to say, no, you can't listen to that. <laughs> and I literally have grown from there. So I've got, so Neil, nobody, probably nobody knows of him. I, not, I never South, heard of unless him. Unless you're in Florida. I heard of Ron and Ron. They were big in Florida. I know um, Ron Bennington and Ron Diaz and Ron yes. Bennington went on to do Ron and Fez. I know he was like, he was uh, doing better than Howard Stern in ratings down there. 
Well, down here, of course, Howard Stern didn't really make it down in Tampa. The, uh, Howard Stern made it in, on AM dial for like a short period of time. He made it down there in Miami. He made it down there where the, you know, the, the, the rich people. But in Tampa, <clears throat> you had Ron and Ron. You had MJ and BJ. Don't even get me started on that. There was too many puns made for that one. And then you had my personal favorite, Bubba the Love Sponge. Ah, he, I only know Bubba from he, later. Yes, he. I, and, and, yeah, I caught him. And, again, all the people that I just mentioned are morning guys. Neil was an afternoon drive guy. You know, he was just talking and BS and hanging up on callers, chewing them out. It's like, yes, this is who I want to be. And I'm hearing Bubba doing the same thing on his night show during the Power Pig days, calling the little teenagers that kept calling him fetuses and hanging up on them. It's like, great. No panties Thursday was awesome. It was just awesome down here in Tampa during those times. Then he got corporate. He had to go to the, He went to mornings because that's where the money is. Uh, and then he started becoming a little bit more tame. So I, I had heard when he was like he was uh, implanted into Stern's beehole when he was uh, on on, and then he had to get into the to get into it with O and A. And so I only really knew Bubba from that last part. And and O and A were always the underdogs, and I loved O and A. Yeah, uh, Opie and Anthony, I, I heard a few of their shows. I, I didn't get turned on with them. See, them, um, like, I hated them at first, but they always yeah. said they were, like, the, the virus. Once you got it and got used to it, you, you then you loved it, and, yeah, that's how they were for me. When I first heard them, I'm like, I hate these guys. I don't know what all my see, friends pro- like about them, but then, like, five shows in, I'm like, I can't get enough of these guys. See, the problem is they were a virus. They killed each other, you know? It's like, you know, where are they <laughs> yeah. now? Where's ONA now? They really oh, did. Yeah, yeah, you got you got Anthony doing the Anthony uh, podcast or whatever. Where the hell's Opie? Well, Anthony you know? at least is doing something. Opie's doing like diners, like uh, on Facebook. He he goes to a diner and then he just Facebook lives, and that's just like or like I've seen him on a beach where he just records his feet and he's like talking to people. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, they they like, really and and and, the, and these are the people. These are the two people that was supposed to overtake. The number one media guy ever. They were and rocking. They're photographing their feet now. They were rocking for a while, but yeah, they fell apart, man. They fucking fell hard. <laughs> they're probably running OnlyFans or something like that trying to make a buck or two. <laughs> oh my god! But going back, Rip Charles, going back to the uh, Jersey Jose, uh, uh, the the Crazy Joe. Were you, I feel like you were patient zero. You were the first one that had contact with him, weren't you? No, negative. Wow. Absolutely not. Wow, because so, we only got brought yeah, into the fray so, a couple months ago. So we're like new. So, what, what, what had happened was, is uh, Matt Connerton and I, you know, we, we, we found each other through Facebook. I have our internet radio station. He has an internet radio station. Hey, let's have each other's sta- uh, shows on each other's station. Okay, we'll do that. Then all of a sudden I'm hearing this thing about, you know, Crazy Joe this and Crazy Joe that. And I'm thinking, who the fuck is crazy joe who the fuck is this asshole and i'm hearing him you know rant and rave and everything like that i see his facebook and everything like that and then all of a sudden then all of a sudden i hear him just go down and dirty against jenny calling her all sorts of racial slurs uh, involving her religion and her beliefs and her basically everything that makes jenny great she he was belittling yeah so i said fuck this guy I went on my personal private page, shared it with Matt, and I called the son of a bitch out. Oh. I said, you want to fuck with somebody? You come at me, motherfucker. 
because you got no business going ahead. I'll fucking knock the shit out of you. Nice. And then I basically, I dare you. I dare you to fucking respond. Mm. And he did. He actually called the show, I think, a, a week later and said, you know what? You know what? It, we settled things on the air. Kind of settled things on the air. Uh, we had a talk, but he, of course, Joe can only go a certain time frame before the bottom just dumps out. Even to the point where I had Matt and Jenny on with Crazy Joe on my show. And they hashed things out because, but Joe just went ahead and just overtalks everybody. So ever since then, it's like, all right, listen, you obviously, you, Matt has a soft side for this guy. I don't know why, because he likes the, he likes the controversy. The old, the great. old radio, like, yeah, uh, the, 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 radio, the, few, uh, the radio, few, yeah. yeah. So, but how I came in is I was an antagonist. I came to back up Matt and Jenny. Okay. I came in to back, to, to. To go to bat for Matt and Jenny, and of course, Joe takes it. Uh, oh, Matt and, and Matt has to call his butt buddies to come defend him. Yes, he didn't call anybody. I did this on my own. <laughs> nice. Because what a nasty son of a bitch you are. Yeah, it really is. Really is. Really dirty. Like uses like yeah, personal stuff. Like it's just like. <laughs> Like, when's the last time he washed his hair? I mean, get a haircut, my God. <laughs> so with you, though, like, I feel like with you, you and Matt, though, like, he kind of has a love-hate. Like, one minute he's hating you guys, and then one minute he's loving you. So, like, I didn't know. I didn't know if you guys were, like, the artist of a really disgusting, like, canvas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, believe me. I'm the Van Gogh. And, uh, and, and just, no, it, it, it wasn't that way. Okay. It, it came out to be... Listen, tough guy, you want to go ahead and do the show of shows? Well, how about, how about you do one? Yeah. I'm dying to see what a freaking show would sound like. And this is before he went live and uh, after Dirk's, uh, Dirk's interview that you guys did. So mm. I'm over here like, I want to hear a show. I want to know what the fuck the show is about. And, of course, he just keeps going on and on. I'm not going to do a show now. I don't need to impress you, you, you motherfuckers and... You know, N-word this and N-word that and C-word. and you know. So, and, and there's, one, there's a point in time where uh, Dirk mentioned this. We're all listening to his show. I called in, and I'm actually trying to help him. I'm like, listen, you know, you got to cut this audio out. It looks like shit. It sounds like shit. There's, there's the echo. Why do I hear something? What the hell is that noise? Is that from your computer? Are you serious? And so it's like. <laughs> I yelled at Slim during one of the clips I played because I heard one of his noises and I thought yeah. Slim had a. So I thought Slim didn't silence his phone. I'm like, Slim, what's wrong with you? But then we realized on break that it was from the Crazy Joe clip I played. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. Shut that shit off. What the hell? I'm just sitting here. But no, it, but, but eventually it's like I'm. Eventually he went ahead and called my, my wife a bitch, hung up on him, told him he's not allowed in the show anymore. Because there, there, was, there was a point in time where I call in, what do you got to say? Is it entertaining? No? Bye bye. Yeah. Um, but then apparently uh, Jenny was on, I don't know what show this was. My wife went on and said something, said, shut up, you little bitch. Thought it was Jenny. I don't care who the fuck you thought it was. You just called my wife a bitch. You're done. You either apologize or you're done. Yeah. And even that, apology, I'm not even going to fucking take. But at least you can be a man about it. He never did. So, And I've kind of kept his, I, I, I kept his name out of my mouth for most of the time. Yeah. I know you seem to be the one where, yeah, you, you took the high road. Because, yeah, like... Like I said, we well we were first aware of it. I forget what video. 
the uh, thing is, but, but here's the thing, guys. There is no more entertainment value with him. Now no. it's just personal. If he wants to go against Billy, you know Billy can take this guy on no problem. <laughs> if he wants to go against, you know, freaking uh, Dirk Don, Dirk can take him on no problem. And even Matt knows how to handle him. Matt doesn't even take his calls most of the time anymore. Yeah. No. He told him flat out, how many times are you going to try to screw me before I just say, screw you? So yeah. you get Matt fired. Yeah. He went full Karen. He went Karen on him and called, started yeah, calling he, his boss. Yeah, Karen and Karen's mom. Uh, the, the, he, that's what he went. Kyle. He pulled the real <laughs> Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. I'm going to go Kyle on you. Mm-hmm. going to take a big Kyle. Like, fuck sheeps in the ass. <laughs> I mean, I never heard somebody so straight talk about rectums that much. I mean, <laughs> my God. I have so many clips. I have so many clips, Charles. <laughs> he goes off on know, us. Listen, come on, man. This is supposed to be my time. No, no more clips. <laughs> Not a him. Please. Charles, what do you have planned for the next show? What do you do? You do three days a week, right? Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, seven to nine. It's like we share the same schedule. Um, but I'm on uh, IPM Nation one, and uh, oh. I have. Well, you know what? I don't even have to promote IPM Nation. To be honest with you, I got like twelve other affiliates that I have. Of course, my own personal one. And 12 others that I've picked up along the way. A couple in the UK, a couple of, uh, on the West Coast. Uh, just, you know, they, they, they just come down. Do I have a large listener base? No. Probably the most of these stations I have, you know, they're, they're getting their five or ten clicks yeah. uh, on my show. And, and that's about it. But you know what? I don't care. That's I don't care. I this is the 13-year-old in me that says, you know what? I'm okay paying 50, but $50 a month, $100 a month to go ahead and promote my show. To go ahead and have this microphone, this board, and this, this, this awesome little thing that I got called a studio that I can actually do this on. I got a great co-host. I've been through so many co-hosts. The problem is I even thought it was me. Is like <laughs> something wrong with me? Why don't I have, why don't I have I gone like through 50 co-hosts? What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> wow, I've only and had I one. Realized, and, and, and I realized, too, that, listen, I'm very humble. I can't do a show by myself. Matt could do it, no problem. I could never do that. I, I'm I, the I, same I, way. There's no way. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't know how some of these guys do a show solo. That's that's so hard to do. It, it is. You have to be born. I mean, you have to be born not only with lips of uh, lips of of, of uh, fire, but uh, you also have to have a plethora of knowledge to go ahead and keep a, a, a captivated audience. Yeah, agreed. But how did you burn through so many? I've I've only had Slim the entire time. You what know, did, right? What did you do, that's, that's, Charles? That's what I'm talking about. I, I must be an asshole. I really do. I, I'm come to the conclusion that my therapist tells me, you know what, you're just an asshole. I'm an yeah, asshole. I'm straight up. I'll, I'll admit. But uh, you got to get... I, have, I haven't really had many people that could be as much of an asshole as I am or share my assholeness. <clears throat> Slim's, so, Slim's tolerated. He's got a high threshold for, for I'm, asshole. I'm, I, exactly, exactly. He has a wide asshole. I do. Um, yeah. uh, but, uh, but I also think it's just a, a chemistry thing. Like me, me and Rob have a good chemistry <clears throat> where we've tried to bring other people in. We were trying to do third mics for yeah, a while. Yeah, we run they, through them. We run through third mics. Yeah, like, like, like you run through co-hosts. Yeah. <laughs> and they all hate us. I don't know. We, we've had one or two that like don't hate us as much, but most of our third mics over the years just hate us. Yeah, it's not, it's not even hate. There's one guy that I brought in. His name was Ryan. He's like, okay, man, I'll see you next week. And and, and turns out he doesn't answer my call, doesn't answer my text. What the fuck happened? He, he probably he just. Off the face. I mean, luckily he he left his his uh his personal blue microphone. I'm thinking, hmm, he doesn't want it back. Let's see how much this bad boy is worth. Thank you very much. 150 bucks. Ooh, nice. <laughs> nice. Consolation gift. Thank you very much there, Ryan. 
Man, we haven't had any guests like that. Leave us your blue. Leave us your blue. I've actually found one who's, if her life wasn't so busy, she'd be like my number two, uh, Karen. Uh, not had no, no pun intended to Facebook or anything like that, but her name is actually Karen. Uh, like I said, Jenny just recently came on, and she's been she's been a rock. You know, doesn't matter what she's going through, she's there Monday, Wednesday, Friday, seven p.m. ready to go. Oh, cool. Um, of course, my wife has been there from the beginning, so she's there. But she, you know, we have a kid now, so she takes care of the kid during bedtime and comes in probably like the last segment of the show. And then I just recently picked up another guy, uh, Philip Blackman, who actually has his own show uh, an hour right before mine, so he jumps on and. So we, I think we have a good cohesive unit now. Everything's kind of blended in, and uh, you know we talk about a whole variety of things. Whatever's the hot topic going on, that's uh, that's on right now. And of course, with Philip, I can talk about wrestling now, which is awesome. Like you know, I can't talk about wrestling or any other sports with the ladies, so I need I need a little masculinity on this freaking show. So I, I finally got that. <laughs> nice. Like, if you go to my Facebook, the Charles Richardson Show, just go ahead and check on there. You basically see the topics that we really have because I can't keep anything. We've talked about Elon Musk with Twitter. You know, we've uh, we talked about this one lady who's hired a hitman on her computer, got busted, now serving 15 years. Queen Elizabeth getting the Barbie doll. This is just some of the stuff we talk about. It's just a lot of BS, a lot of fun stuff. We try to stay away from the politics shit because you know what? You can get that 24-7 anywhere else. Yeah. So we always, always try to close the show with Alyssa, like Robin, like Robin Quivers, Alyssa with the good news. One segment, five minutes, we close it out. Nice. Nice. Yes. That's cool. That's what, that's what makes me, like, that's the gist I had of you, like that cool old school, like, talk radio. Yeah. And, and again, I got I got everybody to thank, you know, that had helped me bring it up. Um, you know, Neil Rogers, Bubba, even Howard. After listening to him, I want to be an interviewer like that guy. That yeah. son of a bitch up there making five hundred million a year or five hundred million <laughs> over five years and sitting in that mansion banging that hot wife that's half his age. I want to be just like that. Dude, he did it. He did it at like the right time. He just. Like we all could have been that, but he just had the opportunity and ran with it. Like I feel, yes. like because we're he just did. oversaturated. Like we're just, just we're just all over the place. Uh, everyone's out there right now, but he did it at the time, and and he was brave enough to do it. Oh yeah, he went. He basically took the station on and said, "Shove it up your ass." Yeah. NBC kissed my ass, and it's like it worked. It worked. It doesn't matter where he went. He got the following because you know what? He wasn't going to take shit from anybody. Absolutely, absolutely, Charles. What do you got planned for your next show? Can you tell us? Oh, dude, my next show was supposed to be tonight, but I, I'm like, hey, guys, take the night off. I'm going to Robin Slim. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Just uh, play us. I don't know if you've ever watched, um, but every now and then, because I, I I don't follow it, but every now and then I'll check um, CJ's show, uh, Page Out, and he goes live, and usually he goes live and doesn't say anything, but... One of the last times we talked about him, while he was on live, I tagged him in it, and you could hear him listening to our show, our segment, while he was on. It was it, was, cool. it was amazing. I was I was thinking about I was thinking about going live, and then okay, everybody, be quiet. I'm gonna call Rob now. I'm gonna be doing an interview here for another twenty minutes. So hold on a second. Could dial you in and everything like that and do a show. But I was like, ah, no, that 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 sounds too cheesy. So, but uh, no, next show we have something 
kind of cool. Every once in a while, we play a thing like I kind of stole from Howard Stern brackets. So this time we're going to be taking about 32 of the old classic cartoons. Old classic cartoons. I'm talking about Care Bears, He-Man, Transformers, GoBots. All the all the old classic cartoons. We're going to line them up and probably going to get about 32. And uh, we're going to play brackets. So how the brackets work is this. Whoever's on there, majority wins. And if there's a tie, somebody's going to be a tiebreaker. And we just narrow it down until we find out who the best old cartoon was. I love um, that. After we narrow it down, 32 in, one comes out. I love that. Uh, and I don't know if I heard it in there, but if it wasn't, Thundercats. Thundercats. Ho. Thunder, the Thundercats hoe. I mean, the hoe was that, that was that female Thundercat. Believe me, she was the hoe. No, you know what was the hoe? Smurfette. Smurfette was the hoe. Smurfette was a... I'm going to tell f- you why. Yes. No, 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 no. Wait, I'm going to tell you why. One female Smurf to a hundred male Smurfs. Are you kidding me? She was getting laid every night. Don't even get me wrong. And Please. Gargamel made her. Gargamel, the dirty old fucking Gargamel. He just was like, let's make this little Gargamel Smurfette. needs to be you know, put on the freaking pedophile list for Smurfs. He was a fucking problem. (laughs) Gargamel was the crazy Joe of the Smurfs. (laughs) Just see the hair on him; it's basically the same thing. Hasn't been washed in ten years. That's how. That's how Crazy Joe got his appearance. He's like, oh my god, look at this Gargamel. I'm gonna be Gargamel. (laughs) I'm gonna be Gargamel in real life. (laughs) Somebody needs to knock out the other twenty-five teeth so he has two. Oh God, damn, Charles, that's amazing. So what's going on? Is this your, is this the last show, or do you have a couple more going on? What's what? When's your when's you guys' uh, celebratory uh, send off? Two more after tonight. So we got one show next week, and then two weeks after that, we have our last show ever. It's gonna be well. Listen, man, congr- guys, congratulations. I mean, eight years going on it, and. It, it, this ain't no one-hit wonder, man. I mean, you got a lot of subscribers. You got a lot of people listening to you and following you, man. And I'm just, I'm just very sad that I was, uh, I was late to the ball game. Yeah, I know it sucks, but um, it don't is worry, what I'll it be, is. I, 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 don't worry. I'll be on. Uh, I'll be going on your YouTube uh, channel, and I'll try to catch up as much as I can to learn the history of Robinson. Dude, there is a back. There's a backlog. There's a lot out there. So, yep, it'll be there, man. It'll be there. And where can everybody find you, Charles? So, again, you can look me up on Facebook. Uh, just search The Charles Richardson Show. I also have a YouTube channel. God forbid everybody has a fucking YouTube channel. But just go ahead and search The Charles Richardson Show there. Subscribe. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, my, my flagship station, check it out because it does have a lot of great material. You're talking about morning sh- live morning shows Monday through Friday. None of this pre-recorded bullshit. 7.30 to 10. It's uh, Well, you know what? Check it out. I'm not going to go ahead and take up too much time. RawTalkOnlineRadio.com. Check it out. Check the schedule out. Listen. You'll get hooked. Trust me. Matt Carrington's on there, 4 to 6. Phil Blackman's on there, 6 to 7. I'm on there, of course, my time slots. We just have a lot of fun. RawTalkOnlineRadio.com. Yes, sir. Cool. I just wanted to make sure I had it written down correct. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much for talking to us, Charles. Pleasure, man. Thank you very much for having me. Have a good night, my friend. You got it. Take care. Later, dude. So cool. So cool. We'll be back in a couple minutes with Puppeteer Michael McCormick. Let's see. I think I got the spots. The Spotify's. Oh, God damn it. Spotify. Trying to push all sorts of ads on me. 
Uh, let's find a song. Elon Musk ads or? I don't know. I don't think he's bought it yet. <laughs> he's probably trying. That's doesn't like... Twitter own all that stuff, or or no, it's Facebook that owns all of it, right? Yeah, Facebook owns Spotify. I don't know. One of those companies owns like everything. Uh, I don't know. Right? Whatever, bro. <laughs> yeah, there you are. <laughs> yes. How are you, Michael? So I'm, great to see you. I'm good. It's good to see you. I, it, uh, and this is going to be, are you finishing up, you told me? Yeah, we have two more shows after tonight. So this is our third to last. That's uh, a shame. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you'll be sorely missed. Oh, man. We'll miss doing some stuff like this. Like, this is so great. Um, sure. We've been doing it. This is our eighth year. So it's gotten to be a lot got to be a lot yeah. over the years yeah yeah I, I i think so oh man when you, but when you well i mean the new technology has really let us become you know professional at the level that you're sitting there doing what it usually takes a massive studio to accomplish yeah right yeah absolutely uh but it's it's an oversaturation too like it's also a, a very hard grind to get into but it, it is fulfilling and it's um, awesome to see it genuinely um, uh, get like listeners and subscribers and all that kind of stuff. It's been it's been yeah, a really yeah. great thing to see it grow over the years. Yeah, yeah. How have you I've been? been? I've been, you know, reasonably well for a codger my age, and uh, I've had uh, uh, some nice experiences with the puppets and. Uh, doing uh, talks. I'm doing a science fiction, uh, uh, the local science fiction club, having me in for a lecture and stuff coming up in a couple of weeks and uh, looking forward to that. So it's, yeah, it's nice. It's a nice way to relate to your community. That's yeah. really cool. I was going to ask too, Michael, I know you've taught um, puppet puppetry over the years. Um, how many puppeteers have you taught and how many have come to you uh, because you're you, that they started because of you? Good question. Uh, Albuquerque is kind of an isolated event in that regard. We don't get a huge amount of traffic through here of people who are looking to become successful in, you know, New York or Hollywood. Uh, they tend to take shortcuts directly there. But uh, I've had uh, teaching at the university. Uh, it probably worked into between the university and here in Albuquerque and the state college at Las Cruces, NMSU. Uh, probably close to 200 students, yeah. And of those, uh, of course, they were the apprentices that I took directly into my studio who helped me with uh, everything, you know, and they've all been pretty much gone on to be professional artists or professional puppeteers. That's cool. That's which is cool. Uh, very rewarding. I didn't know if anyone ever like tracked you down and like was knocking on your door. Like that's how I'd feel I would do. I would just be knocking at your door <laughs> till you let me in. <laughs> I've had, I've had that uh, a couple of times. Yeah. Wow. Is it a slowing art too, puppetry? Sorry, say it again. Has it been like slowing down as far as uh, how many people want to do that kind oh, of a thing? Oh, the pandemic just kicked the beans out of it. You know, it uh, it kicked beans out of everything. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, the uh, rebuilding the studio and the the fire I had here in the studio was uh, it, that uh, 
ripped the legs out from under me for a while. Have you rebuilt? Say? Have you rebuilt? Yes, house is completely redone. Yeah. It was a, a, a good insurance experience. <laughs> I can imagine, and I'm sure they're so great to deal with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not sure everybody has those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but at least at least you had it to to uh, take care of it. That that is good. Yeah, and uh, the I've, I've had. Uh, interestingly, you should ask this because my wife just uh, brought up the fact that I do when I do workshops. They're almost always quite successful, and they're very difficult to do serious ones because you end up having to work with sculpture, plaster, uh, fabric, uh, colored paints, and that's difficult to ask. You know, a lot of people uh, are not immediately facile with all those materials. So there's there's quite a catch up uh, cycle there, and but it's uh, uh, and I always I have a tendency to uh, disappoint the, uh, the 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 very energetic and sweet old ladies who show up, and uh, and somehow or another it's 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 uh, challenging. What can I tell you? Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a decent word. Challenge. Yeah, it's a challenge. But it's a challenge to them as well, because you can admit, well, the most successful single workshop I ever had in my life. Uh, and interestingly, the woman who helped me organize that at the University of New Mexico was I uh, just uh, we were in the same little writing group and we met earlier today. And we were talking about this in part, but uh, the uh, uh, her, her name was uh, Bev Schoonover and a fabulous artist herself and uh, excellent in the area of art education. So, which uh, the University of Mexico has always been reasonably strong in that area. The, uh, uh, but the, uh, uh, in my backyard, it was a big backyard I had in the house previously that we were in, in the university area. And uh, I had all these little kids. And then I had all these, older people, right? So it struck me one day, hey, let me try this. I want to do them all at the same time. And I've never had an experience as positive and as rich as the day that all the old people and all the kids worked together to make puppets. That's amazing. It, I, I would, you wouldn't even think that that would work, like, or, or it would just be too much of a hassle. It, it wasn't too much of a hassle. I'll tell you, it was less of a hassle. The elderly would help the young with a problem. The young would help the elderly with problems. And it was, it was a dialogue based on making stuff. So it was just about as cool an experience as you can imagine. It sounds like it. Michael, I was curious. So in today's day and age, obviously, um, people are very creatively digitally today right because of all the things that uh, all the tools on the internet and things you can do digitally do you feel like because of that that physical creativity has declined uh tell you the honest to god truth I, the digital thing gets in my way all the time uh creatively 
in terms of uh, thinking positively about much of anything. And I, I'm talking about now the way it's used in film, the, uh, the whole computer graphic issue uh, becomes more and more intense. And uh, I, I, I just realized that there are filmmakers out there who are refusing to apply it to their films. And, uh, and they get a tremendous amount of support from, from at least a good chunk of their viewing audience. It's, uh, they know, you know what's going on. It, it, there's a trigger in the visual that occurs. And you know when something's not quite right. And I don't know what that means. It means a little something different every time you become aware that you're inside a cartoon. Right. You know, it's yes. uh, a construct would be a better word than cartoon. Maybe. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like you can even look at Star Wars, like how the original films were so great because they didn't do much. I mean, he did some, but it, he did a lot of physical um, <clears throat> effects and stuff. And then like yes. the prequels came out and they were like all CGI and oh, people yeah. were like, what is yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then George tried to go back and take all the stuff that I had done and other people had done and turn it into computer graphic images. Uh, and it didn't work. No, it definitely didn't it work. Shut the whole process <laughs> down. And the real fans, he had to re-release it uh, in its original form. Yeah. I felt I felt very good that that had happened. <laughs> I'm curious, did he have to ask you permission to do that? Like, hey, because now he's replicating your design digitally, right? So would he still have to kind of get your permission to do that? Well, it, it's a that's a funny world. Uh, the minute you get into the legal aspects of this thing, it gets weird, and uh, particularly with with companies like uh, Disney or or, or or Industrial Light and Magic was you know a perfect example. That uh, uh, and and also the, the 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 basic fundamental unspoken rules of making things for films. There's usually the head of the crew. In ILM's case, it's Phil Tippett. And, and uh, so anything that happens is under his umbrella, and he takes basic credit for it. That's what I figured. I figured one person owned, like, the entire project. That's right. And, and had all That's the right. rights, pretty much. And the fact, that, the fact that Tony McVeigh and I made Salacious Crumb was uh, 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 I never got the full blow from Phil Tippett. But it was shortly that I injured myself and had to leave the picture anyway. So I, I avoided the battle that was brewing. But uh, it's, uh, it's good. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a, that was a challenge. That was a ch but I found out just recently that uh, of all the characters, Salacious Crumb was George Lucas's favorite. And he hung on the wall of George's office for 14 years before, like all latex of that type of thing, sort of drizzled away to piles of rope. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, do you have a... Uh, did, he, did, he, did, he, did he come to you wanting to buy another uh, a Salacious Crumb? Oh, no, no. He was long gone. The whole thing shut down, you know. So uh, the, and the Disney bought the rights to... Uh, Except now I uh, just was reading today that the state of Florida and Disney are at uh, 
dire grips at the moment. Which is- <laughs> really? Wow. I, so is Florida trying to uh, kick out Disney World? Or take Disney down yeah. with that. Florida's like, we're going down. You're coming down with me, Disney. <laughs> there, what do you call that when you when you get something out of your government or whatever? They're oh, like, uh, abs- uh, a seed? Secede? Secede. They're, They're seceding, seceding from, from Disney Florida. World. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Michael, I was going to ask, with it being one of our last shows, would you be able to show us a little puppetry? I, I'm, I have the puppets all, you know, my, the regular Punch and Judy set, all not finished because it's just the pressure's just been too great. So uh, I can't actually, you know, I can hold them and manipulate them and hold them up, talk about what they're doing, that sort of thing. Is that uh, of any interest? That yeah, would be, no, yeah, that's uh, awesome. That would be so great to see. Yeah, just a sec. This is the uh, punch, which I'm, I'm sure, and he was uh, caught in the fire. So that's what, you know, he uh, had was completely costumed and everything. However, thank God the head survived, and you know what. Uh, and there's a good example of what they call incidental movement. I have no control of his mouth, but it works on its own. Ah, okay, cool. So cool. I love the teeth. And the expression, I don't know if you can see that, the expression on his face changes when his position changes. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I've been working on is doing that, is trying to create hard heads, you know, Hard heads as well um, that that give the impression of movement and motion, but remain hard. Yes. Wow. So it's not foam latex, which d- never works very well for actual working puppets, uh, unless it's in a film. Wow. What's the best thing to use in an actual puppet? I'm sorry, say again? What is the best uh, material to use for an actual puppet? It depends on what kind of puppetry you're doing, you know, entirely. Wow. If you're, if you're uh, like, like I have always been a street performer for a traditional show of Punch and Judy, of which, you know, in England, there's there are very few guys left. Uh, in this country, even fewer, even though we have a long tradition of, of the Punch and Judy, too. And the politics of, uh, you know, uh, feminism, uh, you know, attitudes towards husbands throwing babies out windows, all those things change. It seems at the moment we're sort of not being sort of humored by that in quite the way we were in the last century. Yeah. It's uh, pretty strange. But it's, uh, it's yeah, that's, uh, can you bear an empty chair here for about two minutes? Yeah. Great. It's crazy how the times change. You go back, you watch some All in the Family from like years ago. It's just like they could never get away with that 
kind of right, humor this yeah. day, this day and age. And it's like, it's still, it's still funny. Like even back to the future, which we'll talk to David, the producer about later. Like you couldn't get away with a lot of the content in that movie nowadays. Like, yeah, the racism, the incest, like there's so much in that film. Like there's just some stuff they could do. Yeah. 40 years ago. That's just, can't can't be done nowadays. But it's also cool, and, and obviously people bring that stuff up, but people can still go back and enjoy that movie because when they know the time that it released, so they're not like like if it came out today, they'd be like, "What is this? We can't." But we can still go back and watch that movie when it came out, you know, years ago. You can do that, but yeah, there's also the point where I feel like they have redone redone those movies, so the same one's not available anymore. Gotcha. <sighs> Got them all in one. Wow, Michael. <laughs> That's all of them. <laughs> That's the policeman. Oh, uh, okay, cool. <sighs> and his whole uh, number is, uh, uh, you can't say that to me, Mr. Punch. I represent the law. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the only reason that one line that I made the mouth movable. <laughs> That's the only reason you do a special, pick up a special mechanical aspect to emphasize, like theater all the way. Yes. It's like uh, if you're going to stab somebody, you use a collapsing knife. Um, and in the same way with puppets, if his mouth doesn't have to move, why move it? But if he does have to say something, make sure it's the right mouth. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> of course, this is probably not politically correct. Couldn't care less. You let the audience figure if they're going to stone you or not. <laughs> and this is an interesting, interesting thing about it is that uh, in the Punch and Judy, Punch fits on the right hand, goes on the right hand, like that. And that's the only puppet that's ever on the right hand is punch wow all the other puppets are on the left hand so your characters come in and out of the scene as in you know you can't say that to me mr punch i am a holy man and punch responds holy what yeah Right, so there's never a moment where Punch is Punch. leaving the scene. No, He's Punch there. is there to stay. He's the main character. Punch, as the English say, is there to send up the human condition. All of it. <laughs> it's and it, it you know it really, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, he takes takes the piss out of the entire universe. He doesn't he doesn't hold back. <laughs> nobody gets nobody gets off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I th it's amazing the things you get criticized for in this business, depending on where the that point in the, in the common thought about something becomes uh, 
uh, flexible and moves as fast as it is right now. I mean, just political parties, political ethos, everything is just in a great muddle. And of course, punch, I'm sure, wouldn't help. <laughs> Confuse the issue. Throw fuel on the fire. <laughs> but, but it's... Uh, I thought about actually doing something like the Punch and Judy, where all the characters were different sort of religious leaders from the Bible Belt area. So it would be everything from a Tammy Faye Baker puppet, you know, all the way through, you know, whoever. But uh, that would be great. It'd be fun to do that. You know, as an actor, it would be quite fun. Oh, who was that one I was thinking of? Uh, that the, the the laugh. Oh my gosh, what is? <laughs> oh my god, I I gotta I gotta uh, see Kenneth Copeland. I don't know if you've ever checked out Kenneth Copeland, Michael, but he is he is a character, and he yeah. would be a great puppet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's like you know every gender every generation pulls up a, a another typology in in mm. that world yeah and uh it's it's it, it it's fascinating it's it's uh but i'm just thinking about this puppet play that you just made me think about doing <laughs> tammy faye baker like a great puppet punch and, and tammy is, course, that's judy of that's course judy. Yes. and as he beats her on the head you get all that sort of dust. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Michael, I do have to say too, and I saw it last night when I was preparing for this interview, you were on an episode of Breaking Bad. I, I, a great what? <laughs> you, were, you were on an episode of Breaking Bad, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I, I love the episode. Underwear. I love the I love the series. I I want to go back and rewatch it. I wish I'd done more for that show. And we just realized that uh, Saul, you know, never, uh, that repeat or the, the continuation of, of of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, now it's coming to an end, and yes. it looks like there's another one on the boil. So it's oh. going to be interesting to see what that is. Cool. Yeah, that's. But that's the baby you've seen. Have you seen the baby? I have not seen the baby yet. <laughs> I mean, it is a disgusting baby. Oh, no. Some babies are disgusting, yes. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a baby, you know what they're like. The eyes. ultimately turn into. Yeah, right. Hopefully it, it comes into proportion as it grows up. <laughs> No wonder he throws it out the window. You know, <laughs> <laughs> or, what, would you, what would you do with it? <laughs> and of course, that's the, you know, the 19th century idea of uh, uh, being punished for something, right? Is Captain Hook being eaten by the by the crocodile in uh, Peter Pan? Yes. So that was simply applied that same attitude was applied to the punch and judy because there always been people screaming their heads off mr punch doesn't you know he doesn't just doesn't ever gets punished the fact of the matter is is that of all the characters in there all of them because they're human beings including punch 
they have to do that show over and over and over for 500 years. And that starts becoming a real punishment. <laughs> that's, that's karma in the heaviest of senses. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, oh what is this? So oh, that's karma. <laughs> Love it. I do like it. Yes. So they had the, and so the same, the same uh, bit of drama was enacted for the Punch and Judy. The crocodile has got to eat punch. Great. So what happened? When you eat the brain of your enemy in New Guinea, <laughs> right? You take on the characteristics, all of that. So Punch has now been eaten by the crocodile. The crocodile becomes the new hero. And he did. And it became a Judy and Crocodile show. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. <laughs> That's so good. And it, 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 they had to, they had to uh, sort of put him in a situation where uh, now all he ever does is he takes Punch's sausages. <laughs> That's the closest thing to punishment that Punch ever has for his evil deeds. Oh, that's so great. We're going to take your sausage. <laughs> oh, Michael, we have to wrap it up, but thank you so much for coming on and for showing us all that amazing stuff. And, uh, you know, I, you know I, I love doing it. You've got a, a, a great situation. I so admire what you're doing. Um, we love what you're doing, and we're so uh, grateful that we've gotten to connect with you. I, I feel like this is one of our high points. Like, we've done some cool stuff, but this has always been one of our our greatest Excellent. moments is talking to you. And, and, and a great moment in my life as well. <sighs> thank I you, thank Michael. you for that. No problem. Uh, do, do you have a website? Where can everybody find you or an email? I, I do have a website, and that uh, it's not as a website as such. But uh, anybody can just look me up, Google me in uh, puppetry, in film. Uh, so in either area, film, puppetry, just a combination of the two, whatever, uh, my stuff comes up. And it's uh, almost everything visually is online. So it, uh, it's great. And I'd love to hear from anybody who's really puppet interested. So... Yeah, you're a great interview. I feel like anybody can have you on and just have a great conversation with you. <laughs> Listen, uh, it's, uh, I don't mind giving my email. If, if, if there are people out there puppet interested, let me do that. May I? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so it's P-R-O-F dot Micmac, M-I-C-M-A-C, which is perfect, at gmail.com. Professor McMack, yes. and it's Michael Mick, right? Mick Mack, right? Irish. It's an Irish thing. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. No problem, Michael. Thank you, and we will definitely still be in touch, even if we're yeah, not. On do the be camera. in touch. You know, I'll do it anytime. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, Michael. Michael. Terrific. Take care, my bye, friend. Bye for now. Have a good night. Uh, Hello. Justin. How hey, are you? Hey. Woo. 
Hey, there we go. Nice. There we go. Justin, Apologize. just... I don't know what happened there. Dude, I don't know either. We were just talking how, like, finicky tech technology can be. But I literally did nothing different. I closed it and opened it back up. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's great. Justin Kramer from Former Action Guys Podcast. That is such a cool name. And uh, that started from your uh, service in the military, correct? Uh, that's correct. It's funny... I actually kicked that name around for at least a month. I was like, man, everyone knows the acronym is, you know, everybody knows what the acronym is. Is that's going to, is that going to be an issue? And I knew it was a good name, but I was like, ah, I'm just going to go ahead and pull the trigger and go for it. That's a great name. You know, people want to push name. back. They'll push back. Whatever. <laughs> what branch uh, of the military did you serve in? So I did, uh, I was in the Marine Corps for 12 years. I uh, joined initially uh, what's called open contract, which means made a mistake and let the military jo uh, decide what job I was going to do instead of picking my own. <laughs> and uh, after three years, I was a mechanic for three years and I did a deployment to Iraq. And while I was there, um, the opportunity to re-enlist and switch jobs came up. So I switched jobs and became a uh, fire support man, or what you would a lot of people call a forward observer. And um, from that, I became a JTAC, a Joint Terminal Attack Controller. And uh, yeah, so it's it was a pretty uh, pretty good career, five deployments, and yeah. What were you gonna say, Slim? Oh, I was actually just gonna admit that I didn't realize what the acronym was until you said it, and I was like, oh, okay, I get it, I get it now. <laughs> I get the occasional comment on like YouTube or on Instagram, like, "Hey, do you realize what this acronym is?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it, yeah, it was on purpose. It's funny." <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole point of it being called the Former Action Guys podcast is that that's what we used to call someone that had like a cool job, and now they like they've gotten promoted to the point where now they're like a staff guy or they're working in an office. A pencil so pusher. So now you're you're the former action guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I was going to say, too, uh, you saying you were first uh, brought on as a mechanic. My father was a mechanic in the Vietnam era. Oh, awesome. So that's cool. Yeah, it's and it's he, not a bad – I mean, it, it's not a bad job, I guess, but it's not what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to come in and be in combat arms, which is like infantry, artillery, tank, you know, something like that. Yeah. I didn't see myself turning wrenches, you know, all day long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how I do just, they, I figured I was ahead. just going to, I was just want to know how they come to that conclusion. Like, obviously you say, okay, you pick for me. Do they like roll a giant die and wherever it lands? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So, so the way it works is, uh, um, whatever they need, you know, when you, when you join, yeah. When you join, you take the ASVAB, which is like, a it's a test. It's kind of like SATs, I guess, for the military. And it kind of gives them a understanding of your different skills, either mechanical skills or like clerical skills, different, just stuff like that. And from that, they, they bounce out off what the Marine Corps actually needs at the time. And, you know, from there, you just get thrown into a pile like, hey, you're going over here and you're going to become a mechanic. Initially, they told me, they're like, hey, open contract guy, you're going to go be an intelligence dude. You're going to go make maps, I think is what the job was, which is, again, not something I wanted to do. But I was like, well, could be cool. I'll get out with a security clearance and I can go get a cool job after that, um, whatever. But then as the military does, you know, they flipped the script a little bit and I became a mechanic. So, but you know, like I said, I became a fire support man or forward observer, which is the, uh, 
That means I get attached with like infantry units or something like that. And if something happens, I'm the guy on the radio calling in artillery strikes or airstrikes when I became a JTAC. So that's kind of what that job is. Gotcha. I, I just had this image in my head of these two military guys uh, standing around going like, this guy is a map guy. And, and the other guy going like, well, no, you said the other guy was going to be the map guy. No, no, no. You know what? Make him a mechanic. He'll be our map guy. <laughs> there was a whole, there was a whole group of us, you know, because they tell you after boot camp, they're like, "Hey, all the open contract guys, come over here, and you're gonna figure out what your job is." And there was like me and a bunch of other dudes, and they're like, "You're gonna be intelligence. You guys are gonna be tankers, you know." And everyone was like, "Cool, that's cool." And then we all got to our follow-on training, um, and they told us all, "They're like, no, never mind. You guys are all gonna become mechanics." And we're like, oh, <laughs> you're the mechanic group. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so apparently they were a little short, short-handed for uh, yeah. at the time. So, yeah. you know. Wow! I'll tell you though, even though I didn't enjoy it like, as much as you know, some people probably did. I've I learned a lot, and yeah. I can work on my own vehicle. I probably saved I don't even know how many thousands of dollars just being able to maintain my own stuff and upgrade my own stuff without That's a mechanic. Awesome. That's cool. I was going to ask too, Justin. What was your reason for joining the military? Just in the first place. Well, so I was a uh, so I was a senior in high school when September 11th happened, and you know, like many people, I watched the towers go down and stuff like that, and it was like an impactful moment in my life. However, I do my family. I have a, a history of uh, military service in my family. My dad was in the army. Uh, my other my grandfather was in the army. My other grandfather was in the air force. He was actually in the army air corps before it became the air force, and then the army or excuse me, the Air Force. So it was something I knew I was going to do, but when September 11th happened, it kind of solidified, you know, the whole process. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. And I, I was going to say too, uh, you know, people uh, talk about the, 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 the fighting and all that. What is one of the most fun times you had being in the military? Oh man, there's a lot of fun times. I mean, for me, honestly, for me, being a being a JTAC, the guy that gets to call in airstrikes and stuff like that, going out with my buddies to San Clemente Island off the coast of California, and one, just calling in airstrikes, just blowing stuff up, and then after it's all done, just sitting there watching the sunset or whatever, and just, you know, basically camping with your homies, that right there was the probably the best, you know, moments for me. I'm 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 a guy that liked to train. I like to be out in the field and, you know, kind of out there doing my job. Because if you're back in the rear, you know, you're dealing with stupid stuff, administrative stuff and general militariness that you just don't want to be around. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, too, we had a buddy that used to come on our show and he had been a veteran. And he always said somebody that walks around uh, bragging about the stuff they've done just in the military. They're, they usually haven't seen as much action as people mm -hmm. who don't talk about it i didn't know if that was a a valid uh point yeah i would say so i would say a lot of guys you know it's like anything else a lot of guys when people are more humble they've probably done a lot you know they've probably done more they don't want to talk about it um i don't know it, for me and it's funny because I started a podcast, so then it makes it sound like, you know, I'm that guy. But well, the whole yeah. point of me, like, the whole point of me, like, starting the podcast and stuff was, like, I got out of the Marine Corps. And I was, like, I was, like, man, I know so many cool guys that have done so many awesome stuff, things that have, will never, like, be written in a history book or never talked about on TV or anything like that. And, yeah. honestly, you know, those those stories deserve to be told. 
Yeah. And so I just took advantage of my relationship with all these people. That's what and, I was going to uh, ask. And started yeah. recording them. Yeah, I, that's what I didn't know. I didn't know if you found most of your guests from people you'd served with or uh, that, or do people like, because, or, or you had those kind of people on and do other people come across you because of that? Um, so initially it started out with a core group of guys that I knew. Uh, the first two episodes are with me and my corpsman. I, uh, so when I decided to start the podcast, it was, um, I got out of the Marine Corps, I was in college and it was the summer, um, between my, uh, I guess sophomore and junior year in college. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to take a road trip cross country. I'm going to crash on different dudes. I know couches and just record some interviews. And that'll be when I get back, I'll have, you know, six or seven interviews already ready to go. That way I don't feel pressured to, you know, have to constantly make them. Um, but yeah, it was just, that's what it started out. I just, cruise cross country and and hit up so you know hit up one guy stayed on his couch did an interview got up the next day drove to the next state and hit some hit up somebody else and and that's uh kind of it now i'm at 151 episodes people are reaching out to me about it and yeah it's been it's been a good time that's cool and you also talked to first responders uh, as well as uh veterans correct yeah I, i tried to you know there's again there's so many people out there that have these that just I mean, imagine what a police officer sees every day or a firefighter sees on a day-to-day basis. And it's like, we can't imagine it because we don't do that. And it's it's not, it's unfair really that one, the general public doesn't know what their taxes are going to, you know, like, hey, you should know, like, this is the reality. This is what guys are actually doing. Um, but it's like, some of these dudes are legitimate heroes that no one will ever know about unless someone brings their story up and records it. And I like I tell my guests, I'm like, and or potential guests too. I'm like, hey, you gotta. For me, it's not just like, hey, this is cool. We're getting an interview, and we'll put post it up. You know, think about your kids or your kids' kids. You know, and this is something that's going to be on the internet forever. And now they can be like, hey, what did Grandpa do during the war? Hey, what did Grandpa do as a firefighter in Cleveland? You know, like, what's so? It's I don't know. I think it's a to me that's probably the most important part. What What is one of the common misconceptions that civilians have of the military? Man, uh, they watch too much TV. We don't all march around and stand, you know, like all rigid constantly and and stuff like that. It's uh, that's one big one. It's not as strict as you. I mean, it's strict, but it's not like crazy like you're in a parade all the time marching around Two, Not everybody goes to combat, even through 20 years of war in Afghanistan and Iraq. I would say, and all that time, less than probably 5% of all the military saw actual combat. You know, you can go to Iraq or you can go to Afghanistan and not see any combat. My first deployment as a mechanic, I was in Iraq, you know, on a big air base. There was a chow hall. There was a, a PX where we could go to, like a little store we could go to and buy stuff. You know, every once in a while, the air base would you know, catch a mortar or something like that. But there wasn't like firefights or anything like you're not getting, not everybody gets into firefights. So that's a huge thing I try to put across. Cause I think it comes with a stigma. Um, yeah. A lot of veterans have a you know, stigma attached to them. Like, Oh, this dude's probably got PTSD. He's been in combat. And it's like, no dude, most of us, most of the guys, even some combat arms guys never saw anything. Wow. That's yeah. That's surprising to hear. That's, that's very cool to hear. It might even be less than 5%. Wow. Which is, I know it's crazy for people on the outside to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I wanted to ask you too, Justin, what do you feel 
being the current state of the world, are we headed toward toward World War Three with with uh, Russia and Ukraine and all that? You know, it's hard to say what's going on, what Putin's going to do, and over there, I will say that I've talked to a few people about it now, and we're all highly disappointed in the the way Russia, not disappointed like they should be doing better, but disappointed like we thought we we put Russian forces up and Chinese forces, you know these near peer states up on like a pedestal like yeah hey, we got to train to be ready for these amazing fighters yeah. and i think i think what we've seen in in ukraine is that they really don't know what they're doing you know no. they're making a lot of mistakes and um it, it's just kind of really simple mistakes that if any of like if i was still in the marines any of my junior marines did some of the stuff that they're doing i'd be like what the fuck are you, you know what are you doing <laughs> right so, get your shit together bro like yeah, yeah this is uh <laughs> it's just crazy they got tires blowing out they can't even stay you know they can't go off road so they'll or they'll get stuck so they're all bunching up and that yes. for me the guy that used to you know be the dude to call in bombs and stuff that's a perfect target you're talking yeah. about a two-mile convoy all bunched up on a road yeah take them all out yeah Yeah. no i feel like the ukrainians have been handling it amazingly i think we're um i think we're seeing a shift in how war is going to be fought you know recently the commandant of the marine corps has made some changes and a lot of people kind of push back on it he's they've gotten rid of tanks in the mill in the marine corps um they're trying to shift to kind of like smaller teams going out and doing things rather than like these big elements Hmm. and there was a lot of pushback and it's like now seeing russian armor get destroyed by a couple guys you know with a rocket or even a drone flying around putting one round into it now you have this 50 ton piece of metal that's worthless yeah so i think it's we're kind of seeing that and it's like okay well maybe we shouldn't put our money into armor that can be destroyed so easily or maybe I mean, look at the ship that they had. It got taken down by two anti-ship missiles. So if I was a senior military leader and I'm looking at China as a threat and, you know, this whole pivot to the Pacific, I would probably want to figure out a way to not have my guys on ships or have them better protected than that one was because it's just too too juicy of a target, you know? Yep. That's, That's a great point. Um, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Can you tell us, Justin, what, uh, has been one of your favorite interviews on your show? Man, there's been so many. Um, uh, well, uh, you know, honestly, the first interview was probably one of my favorites just because it was with my corpsman, my old, he was, you know, a Navy medic. Um, and he's just, he's just such a badass. You know, we went to Sangin together, which was a really crappy place to be and that was his third time there he got blown up there you know uh on his first deployment and medevaced out after like a month and a half or something like that and then went back there two more times wow and i remember when we were over there we drive by the building that he got blown up in him he he got blown up and then two of his buddies you know multiple people and he's like dude that's the house you know that's the building i got blown up and we just drive by it and it's like so situations yeah. like that, Dale Comstock was on recently. He was a, he was a uh, Delta operator with the Army and has done a bunch of crazy stuff. So that's really interesting to hear from somebody that's been on, like, the tip of the spear, you know, like, always ready to go kind of guy. Yeah. And as far as you saying you're in the Marines, do do different branches, do they compete? Do they despise each other? How, how does that work? Well, obviously the Marines are the best, so there's not too much competition. (laughs) I figured. Now, I think overall, you know, everybody gets along pretty well. Yeah. Um, 
uh, I, the only time it's just a it's just a different culture, you know. It's just uh, between the <laughs> army and the marines and stuff like that. It's uh, I talked to guys on the podcast about it. it's like you have to make a decision to go into the Marine Corps. Like you're knowing you're going into the hardest boot camp, like initial training and stuff like that. Even yeah. though you could go and get the same job in the army, you know, you're going through something harder. So I think it brings a different mentality of people into the Marine Corps. Um, now I got nothing bad to say, you know, mostly about the army guys and stuff like that. I was on ship for two deployments. That was probably my worst, worst deployments I had was just being on Navy ships, but their culture is so much different than ours where it's, it's like a caste system. Like if you're a junior sailor, you're treated like crap. You know, they, you're basically treated like crap. You're fed almost nothing. You're living in tiny birthing areas with tons of people. You know I mean? We had, when I was on there, we had 110 or 120 Marines all in the same room. That's probably maybe the size of a basketball court, maybe. And, you know, three toilets and two, <laughs> two sinks or whatever wow. it's just it's just miserable living you know yeah it sounds it wow yeah that's crazy justin what do you yeah, do so now for uh for a day job are you are you allowed to say uh yeah I'm, i actually work at an ad agency here in california i just i just started recently um before that i was just doing the podcast you know and i have a website that i do some drop shipping like graphic design work and stuff like that but i just started my first real job since i was what i joined in 2006 um so since the 2006 this is the first civilian job i've really had so it's been kind of interesting doing that and just getting used to working around normal people you know not not military people what what kind of ads do you guys do uh you know just um the pay they well we do mostly we help like serve a lot a lot of it's service companies help them rank higher on google uh oh, run cool. ads uh pay-per-click kind of ads through google ads and stuff like that i'm i've been brought in to do like um search engine optimization seo if you've heard of it and to because i've run a podcast and i've i had a youtube channel and all that stuff they're using that they're also leveraging that experience too because they don't they haven't done that you know they've studied right. it or whatever but i'm actually cool. been in the in the weeds with it so i can sit down and talk to one of the clients and be like hey here's how you should do here's what you should cut out of your clips oh, here's what you know that. just yeah it's good stuff i love that I, that just reminds me years ago i remember slim telling me one of the, the people he's associated with was uh i don't know if they saw our twitter and they were just like how do you guys do it? Yeah. Like, yeah. I still get that all the time. Like how, like what? <laughs> I just did it. I don't even know. I could cons consult though, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's like consistency. I'm sure you, you found yes. over the, over the years, it's, it's consistency and quality content. That's what people want to see. Yeah. You know, and that's like my biggest uh, thing I tell people. I'm like, make stuff that you would want to watch. You know, if you wouldn't want to watch it, then why would you put it out there? So, right. yes. Exactly. Thank. That's that's a great great way to look at it, Justin. Yeah, for sure. I love it, dude. And uh, Justin, we have to wrap this up, but thank you so much for talking to us, man. Yeah, man. No problem. Anytime. Uh, thanks for having me on. Everybody can check out my podcast, former X Guys podcast. It's available on apple spotify youtube uh, and all over the place so yeah former action guys and you could just search it anywhere right yeah for sure cool man thank you justin all right you guys have a good night you too you my too, friend justin. Bye. see you dude 
That's so cool. He was really cool. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed that. I, uh, he was referred to us by Jack from uh, from Just Conversation Podcast. And yeah, and I loved when Jack hit me up for him. He's like, dude, you're one of the few people that I think would have Justin on and, and do like justice. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I totally think that's a great a great thing and just an awesome awesome podcast that he does and I, I've listened to yeah because I've, I've never even I don't think I've heard any podcast that well I haven't seeked them out but like like what he does like about the army and stuff and that's just so cool like all those stories and, so cool and just yeah. like you said the acronym which I didn't even think of until we had him on that's <laughs> Fucking I'm fun. not gonna lie when it when I said uh, when I read former action yeah, guys I thought I never I thought I thought that he was part of a uh, podcast <laughs> called Action Guys but isn't a part of that How? podcast anymore. I just <laughs> was thinking of uh, um the, oh my god what was that the Venture Brothers there was an ex Marine named the Action Man and he just like twisted heads and broke necks and he was just this ripped fucking crazy dude. <laughs> okay. like, so that's all I thought of so yeah. We'll be back in a minute with David, the producer, Tav. Yo, I can't wait. I got so much stuff ready for him. Clown songs or something? I don't know. I don't know. No clowning around. David. What's up, sexy mother? I must have. We must have just called each other at the same time. Oh, we crossed. I think we got impatient. And I was like, oh, we got his contact. I'll just call him. And I saw you were online. And we must have done it at the same exact time. We crossed streams. I am so sorry I'm three minutes late. You guys are douchebags. <laughs> so we're what done. What the fuck, bro? We're ending, the, we're ending the show just because of you, David. That's three minutes it. late and you hate Back to the Future? What the fuck? You think Wait, you, you know hate somebody. Back to the Future? You think you know somebody and then you... Balls. What the fuck, David? It's a perfect movie. <laughs> what do you hate about it? It's a perfect movie. Come on, you know that every time travel movie has issues, right? Not Back to the Future. What? 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 No, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, do you want to hear my argument for Back to the Future? Uh, (laughs) I know. I know. Yeah, I guess so. No, you don't give a shit, do you? You really don't Look care, do you? Chicken! <laughs> Are you right. chicken? Are you just going to play Back to the Future? Clips over. Okay, uh, I'll give you one argument okay. that I gave for uh, how bad that movie is. All right. So, Doc Brown, he has 18 canisters of that, uh, uh, what is it, uh, whatever nuclear plutonium. stuff. Right, plutonium. He has 18 in that case. He could have gone back in time any time and changed the time continuum. Did he? No. No. Well, he didn't need to. He, didn't, he, yeah. he needed to make a great movie. He needed. <laughs> That's what he needed to do. Also, you don't know the technical difficulties, David. Exactly. Maybe he he was afraid to do it more than one time. Maybe he was waiting. He was waiting for that one moment he met a boy that would go back in time for him. Let's call him Doc Douche. (laughs) Oh, my God, David. 
David. Oh my god, I can't believe that you guys are ending your show. Are, this... are you like, do you not like Zemeckis? Or you just yeah. don't like Back to the Future? No, 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 Zemeckis is fine. Yeah, I have no problem with him. I have the problem with the writing of the movie. Which is, and I, no Zemeckis wrote it though, right? Well, or did he just direct it? I think he wrote it, right? Yeah, he wrote it. Alright, yeah. so you have a problem with Zemeckis. Yeah, he can go suck my ball. <laughs> Why? Lone Pine Mall. Lone Pine Mall, David. Lone Pine Mall. You know, it's one, uh, what is it? Two twin mall, then it turns into one pine mall 1. or some weird 21 shit. 21 gigawatts of fucking yeah. right. power. That movie can go fuck itself. No. We wouldn't have 1.20 watt. We would never have 1.21 anything without me, Back to the Future. Or hoverboards. We wouldn't have hoverboards. Fucking hoverboards. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Okay, so at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. if you recall, they had the Mr. Fusion. Yeah. Remember that? Yes, Rhodes. We're going. We don't need Rhodes. Exactly. <laughs> that was only available in the future. Exactly. Now. Now that you had them, the time continuum would include that he had that, which means he didn't need plutonium, which means that he could have gone back to any time he wanted. Yeah, but, but David, yeah, but but David don't, don't you, you usually... Plutoniums. Like, sometimes you want to have an adventure, so you take yeah. the long route, you know? Yeah. You do things the hard way. Do it the so hard way, so funner. you can appreciate the easy way. Yeah. See, so you gotta get in the mind of Doc Brown. Yeah. The type of man that he was. The type of man that he is. Is. You guys are suckers. <laughs> <laughs> that movie can suck my ball sack. Bro, you know, like you gotta use your imagination and open it. Open well, yeah, well, your mind just... hole. Open your mind hole <laughs> as far as you can. And let Doc Brown put his... Yeah, let Doc Brown <laughs> grab your mind hole and... Gape the fuck, fuck out, out of, of it. it and give you give you those gigawatts. Gape. Give you all the gigawatts. <laughs> Shitty movie. Bro, well, so we never gotten just... away with that movie nowadays. Incest, racism, gigawatts. Rape. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh also don't forget about uh George McFly being a uh peeping Tom. Yeah. Yeah. And his uh, Letterman appearances. Check that out. Crispin <laughs> Glover. By the way, I will say, do you remember the scene where Biff uh, came out of the car to beat the shit out of Marty McFly, right? Yeah. Okay, so El- Elaine, his mother, uh-huh. quote unquote, his mother was in the car. Run, bitch, run! What, you stay in the car? No, you defend right. your mom who you were about to finger bang. Well, no, he's saying the uh, she stayed in the car. She, she should have ran. No. Yeah. But she wanted to see. But she wanted Calvin She was Klein. testing. Yeah, she was she testing. She was testing the manhood. Yeah. That was the future. Because if he, he wussied out, she was just going to fuck Biff. Yeah, she would have been Biff's bitch, yeah. as we saw in the the second. The yeah. second tower she was torn so she was there she was like you know what i'm not gonna run because what's gonna happen here is either i'm gonna fuck calvin klein my son or, or i'm gonna fuck or i'm gonna Biff. fuck i'm this... getting fucked either way yeah but if she, she wanted ran, the dick but if she, she ran she wasn't gonna get the dick she wasn't getting no dick if she ran 
So this is a story of dick? Yeah! <laughs> Isn't every story, David? <laughs> I guess so. I'm learning. This is a learning moment for me. Yeah. Let's all get our dicks out and learn together. Is Holy what... fuck. <laughs> you guys... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, even think of, like, iconic movies like like Star Wars, right? Yeah. You know, Luke finds this hologram of a hot chick. She says, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he's going to go on this And quest. R2 was the shape of a little dick helmet. And R2, R2 was, was the shape of a little dick helmet. Dick helmet, sure. and he was shooting out little pictures of his... And, and in the end, all Princess Leia wanted was some dick. And a laser went into a hole, and we got... We came in our, our movie minds. Yeah. In our movie theaters. So what you're telling me, if I understand the narrative right, <laughs> is that you both have pretty much turned every Hollywood movie into a porn. <laughs> That's yeah. our next venture. That's actually while we're ending the show. Because yeah. And everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're going into the porn industry. Yeah. That's a powerful cum shot. And by the way, <laughs> Is that the it sound effect that's gonna play. It makes me extremely sad that you two bastards are taken off into the sunset. Oh what man. The... I know. Well, Why? Well we gotta leave you with something to, to want. We gotta leave you wanting just like Marty did at the school. He did that cool goddamn guitar yeah. fucking wheelie wah, and then he was like, I'm out. I gotta go back to the future. And that's what we're doing. Boy, that was a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, I, I've known you guys for six years now, right? I mean, it's, oh, wow. it, it literally has been six years yeah. that I've known you guys. So we've and been we were two years without David. Two years without David, but yes. <laughs> only like three shows. Knowing how much you hate the most loved movie of our time, and uh, what are you going to tell us next? You're a KGB agent. What the fuck, David? You fuck, think yeah. you know somebody? Exactly. Fuck. Yeah. The only thing I haven't told you is that I'm, I'm hating on Ukraine, right? Oh no, you're one of those. You're one of those no, pro-Russia no. guys. My, my, my wife is Lithuanian. I can't hate the Ukraine. It's right. a neighbor. Uh, yeah. All right. They produce boron. <laughs> Borat. <together>. Borat. <laughs> they produce Borat together. Oh, David. Are you going to miss us? Because I don't yeah. feel like anyone's going to miss us. Shit, yeah. How else am I going to waste a half an hour in a weekday? <laughs> right? And feel uh, superior. Oh man, you guys are the best. I I'm gonna miss you guys like, uh, well, I'm gonna miss uh, half you guys like yeah. you. Y'all, that's right, Slim. He ain't gonna miss you. He gonna miss me. <laughs> You're gonna miss yeah. us like Doc Brown almost missed a bulletproof vest. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Marty McFly's letter. Exactly. Exactly. So, so what you guys do you're gonna is miss that? us like Marty McFly almost missed existence. He almost did his mom. He almost did his mom <laughs> in that 
car. In that dance. In that dance of under the sea. What is that? They play this the time? under the ocean dance. Oh. The fun point. This sounds like a cuck story. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Cuck. The musical. <laughs> what what big social media platform are you going to buy, David? Oh, oh! Thank God to Elon Musk. I will be on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be tweeting my motherfucking ass off. Never had a Twitter account, making one now. Damn right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> David, though, I was going to ask, though, when I first connected with you years and years ago, 6.21 gigawatt years ago. Ooh. Yeah. Are we going back? Yeah, we're going back in time. <laughs> were, we, were we the first <laughs> show that approached <laughs> Gotta get back in time. <laughs> were we the first show that approached you as a producer? Ooh, good question. Um... Me, yeah, because no one gives a shit about the producer of a goddamn podcast. Yes, I think I think you're right. Because I, I feel like fun. your response to my first inquiry was like, "Don't you want to have Juliet on?" And I'm like, "No, I want the dude who <laughs> put it together." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I want I want the guy who puts it together. I I don't know. So I feel like I you were you you know what? Now that I think about it, you were absolutely. The first guy that asked me to be on a podcast, That's and so I've regretted cool. it. That's adorable. Well, yeah, you obviously regretted it because now you hate the most loved movie in America, <laughs> probably the entire free world. Oh, I love you guys like you have no idea. I, I, I'm sad that this thing's gonna end. I'm sad that you two won't be in the same room together. I'm sad. That you won't be, you know, rubbing your balls together like you usually do on every Wednesday night. Yes. I'm sad that I can't hear another song by yeah, you. Yeah, that's, that's right. what I was going to ask. Do you yeah. have any last requests for yeah. the Drizz? Yo, if you don't, I got a new author that wrote some songs for me. <laughs> got you couldn't even say that with a straight face. I love it. <laughs> I have a new beat, though. I have a, I have a new Drizz beat. All right, can I give a topic? Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear a song about taint. Ooh. I'm driving down the road in my Maserati. That's right, I'm better than Eminem because he has a Maserati, but I have one too. So that makes me better. And I have tainted windows. Not tinted, but tainted. I printed out pictures of my taint and I made them really big. I put them on poster boards and I put them on my windows. So every time I drive past you, my Maserati, you see my taint. You see it four times cause it's on all four windows. That's my taint. Come up and lick my taint. You'll lick my taint. It's gonna taste like window gonna taste like pollen bird shit I don't really clean my windows probably gonna be a lot of flies stuck to it cause the flies they love my taint yeah alright 
I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Driz. Uh, one. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Yo, you want to talk about my taint? All right. And I understand that people, 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 like cool people, they tint their windows, you know, when it's like a little dark, but I tint my windows because I'm different. No, I'm trying to figure out the pollen connection. Oh, yo, you never getting pollen on your windows? A lot of pollen on my windows during the spring. I I get lots of pollen. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got a song about pollen if you want to hear that. Oh, no. Please. No. <laughs> Anything but pollen song. Thank you. God but it damn. will probably open your mind. <laughs> and maybe after you hear that, you'll rethink your opinion on Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. oh, Jesus. At you least know? the Driz made some sense right there. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? There was one sentence he actually made sense. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he almost said black to the future. I know. Yeah, you guys like that one? You like that one, right? Yeah. Who does black to the future star? James Rowell Jones. <laughs> James Rowell Jones. Is that the first black person you actually recognize? <laughs> Yeah. Morgan Freeman. It wasn't Chris Rock. It was it was James Earl Jones. Yeah. Yo, because they did that bit about Vader in Back to the Future. So in Black to the Future, you actually get Vader. Oh, you actually get Black Vader. You actually get him portraying the blackness. Okay, who directs Black to the Future? Kanye West. Jesus Christ. You're just naming black people now. You got a good point there, Driz. Yeah. You're not even thinking about what they do. You're just thinking about, oh, I know another black guy. <laughs> Yo, Johnny T- Depp plays this character called Lando Calrissian in it. Whoa. Yeah. Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp? <laughs> yeah, I found all black guys. Rob, can you cut off his mic? Is there any way? <laughs> no, I don't have that power. <laughs> I wish. I wish I could. Oh, that is oh. classic. And by the way, when is your physical, I mean, the actual, actual last show? Oh, so next week is our second to last, and then it will be Ooh. May. Oh, it's the last Wednesday of May. May 25th. 25th, bro. Okay, so, so you know, what are you going to do for your last show? Because it's got to be it's a epic. secret. There's going to be a stun gun involved. <laughs> a stun gun. Remember, we've been uh, trying to yeah. get something going. We should take this offline because I think I have someone that you could have on that might be a lot of fun for you guys. Ooh. And I call him my penis. Oh! oh he likes a little stunning. He likes a little stunning? Yeah. See, it always goes back to the dick, like yeah. I was saying. <laughs> Lando Calrissian. No. Actually, I do have oh, somebody that, uh, that could guy. come on that would be a lot of fun for you guys. Oh. Really? Yeah, yeah. definitely let me know, because we could well, start a little early. 
Yeah, text me after this. Alright. Aight. We got Aight. it. We got it. No kizzy. <laughs> no no kizzy. Is that a word they use in the business world, David? Because I use it, it all the time. Maybe the kids today. I don't know. Who knows? Huh. I, you know, I being um, a, a millennial should play the boomer game with David. Oh, David. <laughs> David would win. I, I would win the boomer game. <laughs> yeah. It's it's boomer slang. If you want to play, I got the cards. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, so you'll, you'll go first because I already know all the answers. So. All right, David. <laughs> what does uh, word from the bird mean? Uh, something your wife told you. Okay, wait. I don't even know if I remember these. This, we just yeah, did this earlier. I, I don't think someone's gonna remember. Uh, what the fuck was word from the bird? I don't even know that. Word I just guessed. From the bird. Was it a lie? You don't even know. It's being honest. It's being. Oh, I was close. I just played this game like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. In yeah. this game. He sucks. All right, what's next? I don't remember. Give me a second one. I need a redemption. Drop the dime, David. Oh, you're telling on someone. Oh, come on. Not what I saw. Drop the dime means you're telling on someone or you're telling information to someone about something. I didn't see that, but Slim's got a chance. Drop the dime is... uh. Fuck, how do I not remember these? We literally just did this like two hours making ago. Making a phone call. Oh, it's making a phone making call. Making a phone call. A dime is not making a phone oh, call. Oh, well, that's what I saw on the website. I, Google. I, I think, yeah, I think Rob like I think Rob Googled a slang from the 30s. <laughs> what does flip a wig mean, David? Flip a wig, David. He's like a 22 skidoo. <laughs> what does flip a wig mean? See? What does what mean? Flip a wig. Uh, lose your shit. Mm-hmm. Damn right it does. All right, all right, David, one point. David won. Slim none. <laughs> David, what does rat mean? Oh, someone that tells on someone. Hey, he's a rat. He's a rat fink. No, 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 no. That's later. That's rap. This is rap. Rap. Oh, rap? Yeah. Talk. Fuck yeah. Damn, dude. Damn, David. What does what fink mean? Oh, that, that's somebody who definitely tells on someone else. Damn right it oh, is. Oh, fuck, man. Three to none. Shit. I'm not even going to get a turn. What's a gas, David? Oh, something fun. Fuck yeah, it is. God damn it. Fuck yeah, it is. Four none. <laughs> what does dig mean, David? Oh, I totally, I, I love this, or I like this. Yeah, yep, dig like? I, I dig this chick, or I, I I dig a vagina without any hair. <laughs> like or understand, yep. All right, David, you're winning five nothing. What's a what's a what's a, what's a drag mean, David? What's a drag? Oh, it's something that sucks. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Boring old fucking shitty sucky time. That's six none. What is uh, square, David? What does a square mean? It means you're uh, a dork. Old-fashioned or lame. Booyah! Yeah. What a scratch, David. Money. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Money, baby. All right. I almost want to see if he can win the millennial game. What's your bag? <laughs> What's your bag? What does that mean? 
Uh, oh, what's your bag? What do you do? Mm. Well, wait, hold on. Wait, what's your bag? Mm. Ah, fuck me. What's your bag? Is it uh, like, what's your problem? Yes! Yeah. Wow! I would have made that the 20.1. <laughs> Slim got one. Slim got one to your twan. <laughs> what are what are slacks, David? Pants. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and what's a clicker? A clicker. <laughs> oh, uh, the TV remote. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boomers. Fucking boomer. <laughs> you, you okay, su- boomer. You succeeded in, 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 <laughs> in confirming your boomerness. <laughs> I we played this game earlier, David. I didn't know fucking any of those. Like I played it against I played it against Rob's son, so I thought I was gonna crush it because he's a kid and I'm old. So, I always but. make the last one for that, like worth uh, a ton of points, and William somehow got clicker. He's but on the second guess, but I gave it <laughs> nice. to him. Yeah, Not good enough, David. Good we enough. have to wrap it up, but it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Yeah. Guys, I'm so sad that you guys are going to be gone, and I hope that uh, just because you don't have the podcast, you won't reach out and, you know, give me a reach around every once in a while. Reach so, around. Give me, give me. Yo, you'll get a rap from me once in a while. Give me a little plutonium and yeah. the, the good old plutonium <laughs> hall and then the good old compartments. Yo, you got to give me a street address because I'm going to send you some CDs. He's gonna yeah. send you some dirty. Each CD is gonna have like a song or maybe a verse. It depends on what I'm in the mood for. I was for. thinking use Kleenex. Yeah. I'm gonna pass on that. Yeah. Yo, I was thinking it'd be cool if I send you like a verse. Like each week, you get like a Ooh, different verse, and then if you like, the and then you gotta like edit them all together, and you get a full song. Yeah. Hey, Rob, my time's running out. <laughs> <I> gotta... <laughs> David, where can everybody find Juliet's show? Uh, at theunwritablerant.com. And by the way, Juliet is uh, coming out with a new podcast uh, coming out this weekend, as well as she is doing a Q&A with uh, Jacques Papin, the world-famous chef, this uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. What does he do? Hot Pockets? He's a chef! Hot Pockets! Hot... Do you know Jacques Papin? You, do you yeah. not know him? He made my Hot Pocket a little too hot, and I had to let Maybe. it sit. Yeah, Check with does he have Jacques Pepin? Does he have like a rat that like controls him by moving his hair or something? Did he call me a chicken? <laughs> I like the ratatouille joke. Like I got a red. Did he call me a chicken? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I got, boys. Love you, David. Tell Jacques to let those hot pockets sit out for an extra minute before he serves them next time. And never remove his hat. Never remove your hat. Love you, boys. Be good. <laughs> you too. Love you, Dan. Boom. Peace. That was really fun. Okay. <laughs> Am I a joke to you? Yes, you are a fucking joke. You fucking suck. You've always sucked. You, you, you know why we haven't fought in years? Because you're an embarrassment to me, and I don't need you anymore. I don't need anybody. All I do is eat ass and 69 Nintendos, bro, every day. Or maybe you hate me because I am the only man to see how far you have fallen. I used to fear you respect you. Now all that's left is pity for a sad, drunk shell of a man, too afraid to see how alone he truly is. 